everybody, and welcome back to Pagan's Witchy Corner. My name is Pagan, and I'm sorry the podcast is coming to you guys a little later than normal. Usually the show airs on Sundays, however this week it's airing a little bit later because of the fact that when I originally recorded this episode, I was in the middle of an MS flare. And for those of you who don't know, I have multiple sclerosis, and my MS was being, well, for lack of a better term, an asshole. And I was in a lot of pain, and I sounded like I was in a lot of pain. I was not feeling well when I recorded it. And I should have just waited to record it and just, or maybe just taken the week off or something, but I'm feeling better, and I'm happy that I get to be here and record with you guys today. So, I was going to do an episode on daily practices. However, I'm still working through how I really want to include or what I really want to include in that episode, because there's so much cool stuff that's not just about my daily practice, but about what other people could do for theirs. And I want to make sure my notes on it are really clear and concise before we jump into any sort of episode on it. So that's why today we are doing something that's also equally as cool, and that is a review. Yeah, I when I started this channel, I, I knew I was going to eventually do audio reviews of witchy events, witchy stuff, products, and eventually books. So without further ado, we're going to talk about Waking Persephone. So if you follow me on Twitter or anywhere on social media, you probably saw me talking about the Waking Persephone event with Laura Temptis-Sakroff, who hosted the event. This event was gorgeous. It was so gorgeous. I've never attended anything like this. I mean, I've attended virtual events, but this one just was different. In the best of ways. It was beautiful and informative and enchanting, and it made me connect with a part of myself that I never looked at. I never really questioned anything. And the best kind of magical event should always be the ones that leave you with way more questions than answers, because those are the ones that help you grow. And this event did exactly that. It was awesome. Laura started this beautiful event. You know, she did the whole meet and greet kind of thing, and she greeted us and, you know, told us, you know, what the tone was going to be. And we were talking about how you feel in your body, whether you are a cis male or female, whether you are queer, whether you are bi, whether you are a lesbian, whatever you may be, it doesn't matter what you identify as. It's about being comfortable in your skin. And we talked a lot about this because I felt like it was really needed, especially in today's social climate that we're in, in the state of the world, you know, we're Part of the gay and trans communities, we are definitely fighting very hard for those types of things. So when the the types of rights and everything. So it's one of those things that I loved this event because I got to question a lot of those feelings within myself. I got to question a lot of how I identify with myself and hopefully when you guys hear about this, maybe you guys will have a few questions on your own, which is super cool. So Laura opened up this beautiful event with a, her presentation on Awaking the Witch's Body. 
and this presentation was a physical presentation. So when I say physical, meaning you're not sitting in a chair, you're, you, I mean, you could have sat there and watched it, but she encouraged you to get up and stand up and move with her and do the whole presentation with her. And it was so nice because it wasn't just, okay, this is how you're going to do this. This is, no, it was breathe through this, feel this, experience this, you know, and it was great. And she, she made it fun too. So it wasn't just, we're going to stand here and breathe. We're going to stand here and move and not saying that that's a bad thing, but she made these great analogies that were so much fun because when you were moving your arms up and you were breathing through it and you were feeling those witch lungs and that witch heart and everything else, she's like, pet your wall kittens as your fingers go up. And when you reached up to the sky, she's like, reach for your sky bunnies. And when you were grounding, she's like, don't forget to touch your ground ferrets. And it was cute. And it was one of those things that I feel like as magical practitioners, we do need sometimes a reminder that, well, yes, do, practicing magic is something that requires a level of sincerity, but it can also be fun. We can still make it fun and it doesn't have to be almost cynical. It can be wonderfully experimental and we can still explore in different ways that make us smile and make us happy and make us grow. And the wall kittens, sky bunnies, and ground ferrets were one of those things that it was, it made your brain go out of that, I'm going to be super sincere in this moment, to you cracked a smile, you might have la laughed through it, but at the same time, it was one of those things that it was almost, you had almost a tactile response to it too, because it was very much a different experience. And so bless you, Laura, for giving us that wonderful imagery of wall kittens, sky bunnies, and ground ferrets because I would never have thought about that and I will never forget it now because when I do any sort of tactile or moving kind of meditation, that's going to pop in my brain and it does often, which is great. Now, if this is kind of a thing that you're interested in about wakening your witch's body, which is wakening the witch's heart, the witch's lungs, the witch's mind, and your gut, aka your serpent. This can all be, this information can all be found in her book that she's got coming out, which is The Anatomy of the Witch, and that comes out on June 8th, 2021. If you haven't read any of Laura's books, my number one book that I recommend to everybody, new seasoned practitioners, it doesn't matter where you sit on that magical spectrum, read Weave the Liminal. I promise you, you won't regret it. It is a beautiful book. It shows a different aspect of witchcraft that tells you to find your own path. It's not a book that's riddled with spells and recipes and tells you how to do everything. It teaches you how to find your path and follow it. And it's the number one book I recommend to everybody. So if you haven't read it, go check it out. She also wrote Sigil Witchery. Sigil Witchery is great, especially if you're interested in sigils, but you don't know how to get started. That book will 100% teach you how to get started. And I, I kind of laugh in the moment because I'm sitting here recording this and there's a hummingbird literally sitting on my window outside. It's adorable. So cuteness, cuteness alert. Okay, moving on from there. After her event, we got to listen to Misha Magdalene. 
So for those of you who have never gotten to read Misha's book or have never gotten to hear Misha speak, I highly recommend that as well because I've gotten to hear Misha speak twice now. The first time was at the Witcher's Sabbath event, also hosted by Laura Kempis-Zakroff and Devin Hunter. Wonderful events, but we're not talking about that one today. We are talking about uh, Waking Persephone. And Misha's presentation was those queer magical bodies. Now, I, despite the fact of being part of, you know, the LGBTQ community, I... 100% didn't really know what queer meant. I was raised in a very Christian household. I was raised in a very structured household. And queer was kind of one of those terms that it was almost a bad word. Like it was something that was derogatory. And I think over the years it's gotten, it's pulled away from that. And it's actually taken on a whole new life, which is beautiful because a lot of words don't. A lot of words don't take on a new meaning when they've been derogatory. And I don't know if that's actually the case, so correct me if I'm wrong. I may have just been completely uneducated on that, and that's okay. But Misha really got to talk to us about the great understanding of what queer is and what it means to aspects of witchcraft. The wonderful beauty of understanding what it implies in terms of our magic was absolutely liberating. It was something that I had never even looked into for myself and by the time they got done I'm like I might actually identify as queer this is kind of cool and they also Misha led us through this beautiful beautiful ritual called the compact mirror reclaiming now if you've read Misha's book you might have remembered the ritual of the mirror reclaiming this is just a smaller version of that exact same spell and if you would like to participate in the mirror of reclaiming spell ritual you can 100% do that because it's in Misha's book outside charm circle exploring gender and sexuality and magical practice Misha has a beautiful speaking aptitude and I love every time they get to sit down and speak with us because it's it's really mind-blowing every time but it's so comfortable at the same time so they kind of, you know, reach into your brain and shake it up a little bit and, you know, rearrange how things work a little. But at the same time, it's like they give you a hug while they do it. It's the greatest feeling in the world. I love it. I love when I get to go to a presentation and I leave going, wow, that was kind of earth shattering and so awesome. And I want to do it again. It's like being on a roller coaster for the first time. And Misha's presentation was very much like that for me. It was a lot of fun. It was eye-opening. It was exploring. It left me with questions. And I want to do it again. <laughs> so uh, I personally have not read Misha's book. It's been on my to-read list for quite some time. I did buy it after this event. So <laughs> stay tuned. There will probably be a review or something about this. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. Then after Misha's event, we had a nice little break. And after our break, we got to listen to a dear friend of ours from you. If you listen to Chaos and Shadow, you will know this name very well because we've got to sit down with her several times. Uh, Michelle Belanger. She did a really awesome presentation on Beyond the Boundaries. 
Now, if you listen to Chaos in the Shadow, and also if you are a member of the Revelator Network, you will probably have heard me say this a lot. Michelle is one of the few people, well, actually, she's one of the top 10 people that I could listen to her talk about anything forever and never stop. I could die listening to that woman talk because she has the most luxurious voice. She's stunning in every way. And I love it. I love listening to Michelle talk. And every time she talks about anything, my mind gets blown. She is amazing. So if you know Michelle's name, but you're not really sure where you might know her from, if you've ever seen the show Paranormal State or Travel Channel's Portals to Hell, she is a psychic medium and occult expert that is often referenced and brought onto those shows. So she's awesome. Very, very wonderful. We've gotten to hear Michelle speak at a couple of events now. We got to see her speak at Greg and Dana Newkirk's Phenomenacon and the House Kepri Virtual Gather event. Those were amazing, amazing events as well. But Michelle's event for our presentation for this event was called Beyond the Boundaries. And she talked about the beauty of living in between. She explored the cultures on how being trans, intersexed, or non-binary is wonderful for moving between the worlds in a magical way and really made us question what it means to be a liminal being and how we see ourselves as liminal beings and how we can embrace that different luminality. Sorry. (laughs) Liminality. My brain got the words mixed up there for a moment within ourselves. She's just it was a stunning presentation and she led us through this beautiful kind of meditation or ritual to kind of help us see what we would be like if we broke away from society's terminology and said, what is your form? How do you see yourself in the astral and in the spirit realm in your mind's eye? How do you see yourself? Are you male? Are you female? Are you human? And it was one of those interesting things that it makes you go, huh, I've never really stopped for a minute to look and to question this. And she said, you know, maybe you're a shapeshifter. Maybe you're both. Maybe you see both. Maybe you are a walker between the worlds and you can go in between and you don't identify as either. And it was just stunning. It was stunning how... It seemed like every presentation through this point had literally just kind of ripped open your brain, shook up the fabric and said, okay, now you get to question how you think. And is this, and it's okay if you still think the way that you did before. You may have already had a beautiful understanding of how all of this applies to you. And that's great. But you may also be like, huh, I don't know. I don't know where I sit with this. And that was kind of the whole point of Waking Persephone's events was to question, where do we sit? How do we view this? Do we view ourselves differently? And though the terminology can be liberating, it's also one of those things of it's a box. It's a box that we all can check. And maybe we have multiple boxes checked. Maybe we have no boxes checked. But it's one of those things of, as a liminal being, where do we stand with those boxes? Do the boxes matter? And it was just, it was gorgeous in so many ways. 
I, I couldn't even... My brain literally just was kind of exploding at this point. And I, I just wanted to know more and I wanted to question more and I wanted to meditate on this. And there were still more events to happen. There were still more presentations to happen. So I'm like, okay, let's get through this. Let's, let's go to the next one. And the next one was just as amazing as the previous ones. And that was, we were introduced to Lee Harrington. And Lee Harrington was new for me. I had not come across any of their works before. I wasn't really sure who they were. But I'm really glad that I got to know who they were. Because now I get to look at their stuff, explore their stuff, and explore them as a creator. So thank you, Laura, for introducing me to Lee. <laughs> Lee gave us a beautiful journey, or a beautiful presentation, on our journeys of authentic gender. And this was we were kind of told to look at how we were told gender was and growing up in america or anywhere probably in the world we are told hey this is what gender is this is what it's supposed to be okay you get to check this box you get to check that box but you don't really get to explore the subcategories of that because society deems those subcategories don't exist. And so, for example, a subcategory would be like, you might identify as female, but what type of female are you? Are you a butch female? Are you a different type of female? How do you see your gender? Like, is it 100% female? Maybe you are more of a masculine female. Maybe you have more kind of tomboyish traits and society has terms for them, but they are more personality quirks versus gender terms. And it's kind of one of those things that maybe we should be really looking at how we see our authentic gender. What makes us who we are? And Lee gave us beautiful analogies and presentation and asked so many excellent questions about what this was like. And it brought up a lot of questions. It made you go, huh, I, I don't know exactly how to answer this question because nobody's ever asked me that question. And it left me with that moment where I'm like, I'm gonna have to meditate a little bit on this and see where my authentic gender actually sits and how it relates to my magic. Now, for those of you who don't know who Lee Harrington is, he is an internationally known spiritual and erotic authenticity educator, gender explorer, eclectic artist, award-winning author, and editor on human erotica, on the human erotic and sexual experience. Some of his books include Sacred Kink, The Eightfold Path of BDSM and Beyond, and Transversing Gender, Understanding Transgender Realities. There's other books out there that he has worked on as well, so please go explore Lee Harrington's works. They are an awesome human. So after Lee Harrington's beautiful presentation, again, at this point, my brain is kind of exploding with so many questions and so much awesomeness. We got to sit down and watch this beautiful roundtable of all the present presenters uh, do a Q&A and just kind of discuss things with the audience and it was just very nice it was kind of one of the I love Q&A's because it's it's like getting to sit down and have a conversation with the presenters and they're just so great 
It's so great. I love Q&As. They're some of my favorite things in the whole wide world because you get to see an aspect of a person that you might not normally see through a presentation because presentations are more prepared, whereas Q&As are a little more spontaneous and you get to kind of see them and their personalities, which is awesome. After the Q&A, we had a wonderful presentation from Dame Wilburn. Dame led us into the final, like, presentable presentation, like the, the educational aspect, I suppose, uh, which was the last session of the mind. There were three sections. There was uh, the body, spirit, and mind aspects. And Dame's presentation kind of made me giggle a lot because their title and it says i got five on it intention versus life decisions and when they talked about why they gave this title and apparently this is a song lyric or a song title and it she's basically said how many times do we walk through life and we say i'll put five in on it and in the analogy of the song is i guess that they were buying a joint or a bag of weed and they just put five dollars on it so it wasn't so expensive but she really asked this wonderful, hard, but interesting life question of how often in our own practice, in our own life, do we just say, I'll put five on it and kind of invest, but we're not really investing. We're not really saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a part of this and I'm really going to give it my all. If you're only putting five bucks on it, are you really giving it your all? And she really asked us this question, especially when it comes to our witchcraft, of how often do we just go through the motions or go through the ritual, but nothing really happens, nothing really comes out of it, the spell doesn't really work, or it fails epically. And then she says, did you only put five on it when she, when she asked that question? And I'm like, huh, maybe, maybe we did, maybe we didn't, maybe we didn't give it our all. And giving it your all does not mean going out and buying the most expensive candles or the biggest things. It's about how much attention are you giving that ritual and that spell? How much of you are you really investing in it? How much work behind that spell are you putting into it? So for example, let's say that you're doing a prosperity spell or a job finding spell. Okay. But you do your ritual and your ritual, you, you feel like you put quite a bit into it. You put your, your five into it, right? <laughs> okay. But you don't go out and actually put in job applications. You expect that somebody is just going to email you and say, hey, I got this great job for you. Or you're going to walk down the street and say, hey, would you like a job today? Life doesn't work that way. <laughs> we have to put in the effort. We have to put in the work. We have to make sure our resume looks good. That's kind of an interesting example, but it's also one of those terrible examples because most people wouldn't actually do that. But at the same time, some aspects of it work that way. So for example, another one would be you do a healing spell and because you're not feeling great or, you know, you have a chronic condition or something like that, but you do the spell, but you're not actually changing how you take care of yourself. You're not doing the steps to also help yourself. It's one of those things of the magic will help it get there, but you also have to put in the work behind the magic too. And the magic usually makes it positive with that outcome. So it's one of those things that I've really never asked myself this question either of 
how much am I actually doing this? Am I just putting five on it? Am I just going through the motions some days? You know, saying, okay, you know, here I'm going to light a candle for my deities. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much. I love my blessings. Have a nice day. Because I'm so busy with what's going on in my life. And I think that's a question as, you know, new practitioners and old practitioners. Are we really just doing it? Are we just going through the motion some days? And I think that sometimes if we're just going to go through the motions, it's almost better to say, I think I'll wait till tomorrow. I think I'll wait till I feel better. When I have a little more energy, when I have a little more time, that I can actually put some effort into this instead of just going through the motions. It really opened up a lot of questions about practice and something that I think that maybe as practitioners, we do kind of get caught up in the, okay, I'm going to do this and it's going to be great. And then we forget to do all the other work behind it and actually put our intention, like our true intention and effort into it. So her, her presentation was really eye-opening and she's a storyteller. Um, she is also a moth main stage host. She is a host on the moth podcast and also is a host of her own podcast, Dame's Eclectic Brain. So if you are a podcast listener, which obviously you are, if you're listening to my show, uh, go check her stuff out. She is amazing and will probably blow your mind a little bit. And she's, she's really entertaining. She's really funny. She tells beautiful stories and it's, she, she was just so amazing to listen to. So amazing. So to kind of round out this festival or this festival, this event, I guess you could say it was a festival. I guess, if it was in person, it would be probably a little bit of a festival. We had performances from, and I'm going to apologize. I'm probably going to butcher this name because I'm terrible at pronouncing names. But if the way that it reads is camera, uh, K-A-M-R-A-H. They are a beautiful trans-masculine belly dancer out of Chicago. And they teach multiple styles of belly dance. But they did this gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous belly dance. And when they opened up their presentation, they had recorded a lot of things that people out in the world say to trans folks. And we're talking like the negative stuff. We're not talking the nice, pretty stuff. We're talking the really derogatory, terrible stuff. And they recorded it and they danced it, danced it out. They literally just were like, no, I'm going to dance to this and I'm going to express myself to this and I'm going to work through it through this. And it was moving. I'm not a trans person, but for me, it was still really moving being a bi person because, you know, all of us have our own form of terrible criticism from the world. And, but it was still such a moving experience to watch this beautiful dance and see how dance can really move and change the energy of what happens. And it was almost kind of like watching somebody's moving meditation. It was just, it was stunning. So Camera, thank you so much for your beautiful dance. After Camera, we had Jinx Vervain. And Jinx is a poet and a writer and a storyteller and a ritual dram drama 
dramatist. I can't English today. And her poetry was about honoring Persephone and also honoring her ancestors. And her poetry was gorgeous, y'all. It literally left me with chills. She was, it talked about, you know, blood and bones and, you know, journeying, journeying through the underworld. It was just stunning in so many ways. And I'm so thankful that I actually got to experience it. Her poetry was just beautiful in so many ways. I can't even begin to tell you the emotion and the words and everything that it brought out in me because it just left me in awe. So if you ever get to hear Jinx, Jinx is a little hard to find online. I actually Googled her and tried to like hunt down some social media for her and I couldn't find anything. So if you can find any of her stuff, it's amazing. And I hope that we all can experience her poetry very, very soon. Finally, the last beautiful person that we actually got to watch per a performance from was Juliana Finch. Juliana is a singer-songwriter and she enchanted us with this gorgeous, gorgeous music. She just was stunning in so many ways with her music and the lyrics of her music. It was just, it was, some were very, you know, upbeat, but others were very haunting in some ways. She was just absolutely amazing. Go check her out. You can follow her on Twitter. She also has a Patreon. So go check out her awesome, awesome music. So this was pretty much the entire event. The event was wrapped up with by Laura. She came in and did a nice little closing ritual for all of us. And just a reminder that it was a journey through the underworld in the darkness. And now that we have come out through all of this and carried our light in, out into the world, one of the best phrases that was stated that we are all stars in the constellation and that we all shine beautifully and brightly in our own ways. And I cannot even tell you how much that phrase really, really wrapped up the entirety of this event. It was stunning and beautiful and mind-blowing. And I've said this over and over again, and I will say it again, because if you haven't gotten to attend a Laura Tempest Zakroff event, at all. I highly recommend you look into any of her events, any of her classes, because she really does put forth so much effort into finding amazing individuals to work with that will just inspire you in so many ways that you won't even be able to say, I would have never thought about this. I would have never gone down that road. Thank you for showing me an individual or, you know, getting to listen to this presentation that makes me go, huh, okay, that's cool. And getting to introduce you to new authors and new individuals that you can follow and learn from and explore with. Any witchcraft events, in my opinion, is about exploration. And this one was no different. This one was all about exploration and learning and questioning, questioning how we see ourselves in a world where People are constantly trying to tell us this is the only way to think. This is the only way to be. But as witches, we are not supposed to fit into a box because we're bigger than the box. We're connected to the universe. We are connected to each other. 
and we are awesome. So that is my review on this amazing event. Laura, if you are listening to this, thank you so much for putting this event on. I cannot wait. Oh, I almost totally forgot to promote this, y'all. Goodness gracious. If you're sad that you missed this event, don't be too sad because there's going to be a second one this fall because with Persephone, she doesn't just wake up and come to the earthly or the realm of her mother, Demeter. She also goes back into the underworld with her husband, Hades. So this fall, there's going to be a second Waking Persephone. I don't know if it's going to be called Waiting, Waking Persephone or the Descent of Persephone, whatever Laura ends up calling this amazing event. There's going to be another one. So keep a watch on Laura's Twitter, her Instagram, her website. She will announce it. She will tell us all about it. She's going to tell us who's going to be there. It might be the same people. It might be different people. Either way, it's going to be epic and mind-blowing. And I hope that you guys will all consider going, buying tickets, and experiencing this. And the cool part is it's also going to be a virtual event, which is going to be awesome because that means you get to sit at home with your puppies, your kitties, reptiles, birds, whatever animals you have, if you have animals. You get to hang out in your yoga pants, your PJs, whatever you want to call it. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to deal with people. You don't even have to put on pants if you don't want to. It's great. (laughs) So definitely go check it out. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. And also keep an eye on the Twitter space, not just mine, but Laura's, uh, Devin Hunter's, uh, probably even Michelle's and probably Misha's social media because of the fact that if you follow any of them, you'll probably see some advertisements for the Witches' Sabbath event that's supposed to be coming out later this year. There is no set date on this. When we asked Laura about it on Chaos and Shadow, there wasn't a set date yet, which is cool, but it is coming. So the Witches' Sabbath event, I believe, was over the course of a weekend, and it was mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. So if you want to find some new authors or find some cool witchy people to hang out with, check out these events. Make sure that you are also following our sister podcast, Chaos and Shadow, because we have interviews with all of these people. We have interviews with Devin Hunter, uh, Laura Tempted Zakroff, Michelle Bell and Jay, Storm Fairy Wolf. Uh, there is a new one that's coming out with Matt Aron. So if you are interested in any of those awesome interviews, head over to Chaos and Shadow. Make sure you're following that one as well. Tell your friends about it as well. And go follow all these amazing people. I'm going to have a link to the actual written review for this. So you can actually go find all their social media, their websites, all that cool stuff. And yeah, there's my review, y'all. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know if you did, because I would love to do more reviews, not just on events like this, but also on cool witchy books and all that cool stuff. So if you guys want me to review something in terms of books or events or anything like this, let me know. And I would love to. So I will see you guys, hopefully, on Sunday. (laughs) We're going to be... hopefully talking about daily practices. If not, we're going to be talking about something other cool witchy products, products, witchy practices. My brain can't English today and it's going to be amazing. So thank you so much for joining me. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I will see you all next time. Bye-bye everybody.
Did you know that Pagan's Witchy Corner is part of the Revelator Podcast Network? This is the same network that brought you the other podcast I am a co-host on, Chaos and Shadow. You can find other amazing podcasts from my co-host Kyle, who is also on Chaos and Shadow, such as Kyle's Communist Book Club, the Stellaris Emergency Broadcast, and the Valheim Bulletin. While you're over there, check out our news section. This is where you'll find all the blog posts to go with all of my shows, as well as other awesome articles. Have you also become a member of the RPN yet? If not, you should totally come join us now. When you become a member of the RPN, you will help keep our network thriving, as well as getting amazing perks, including bonus audio from some of our shows like Chaos and Shadow, early access to some of our articles, one free Reiki session by me, or a free tarot reading from Kyle or myself, and so much more. So come check out the network today. There'll be a link in the description below. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see y'all next week.